Welcome to Career Tools. This week, Working Remotely, Chapter 2, Meet Up Whenever Possible. The questions this cast answers are, how do I make sure I still contribute when I'm working remotely? How do I make sure I'm still thought of when I'm working remotely? And what's the most important things to know when working remotely? If you're a manager, you need Roadmap. All licensees of Manager Tools have access to Roadmap, an app on your phone that guides you through every step of the Trinity rollout process, no more annoying emails, and allows you to monitor and measure your implementation of one-on-ones and feedback, and soon coaching and delegation. Few clicks every day, everything you need to know about rolling out the Trinity and becoming a more effective manager. We already did chapter one of this uh, series. I think there's going to be three. Uh, And chapter one addresses people who work remotely from their team. So either you're all spread out or you might be in a different building from your team or you might be on a different continent from your team. And one of the things that's hard is having that kind of team communication and, you know, really feeling like a team when at least some of your people are, are remote. So we're going to talk about what you can do to meet up because meeting and having a face-to-face conversation is really important for communication. And before we begin uh, talking about that, we do have two casts for managers who have remote teams. One's called Distant Manager Basics and the other one's called Virtual Teams. And if you are doing uh, one-on-ones, then there is a cast for phone one-on-ones, which also covers video, which is probably how you're going to have to do your one-on-ones if your team is remote. So we'll get started on meeting up. So what are we going to cover, Sarah? Today, we're going to cover meeting up at least once a year with any team member, and the duration doesn't matter. And many times we're asked, how often should I meet up with my team? I work in London and the rest of my team works in New York. How often should I meet up with them? So we're going to answer that question quickly now, and then we're going to talk about how you do it, how you achieve it. So the answer is at least once a year. Really, really make an effort to meet up with the rest of your team or at least one team member at least once a year. If you're a manager of a team, then you want to go see your team members uh, or if there's a reason for them to come into one space, then you make sure that they all meet each other. Now, ideally, it would be four times a year and you would meet with the whole team. That's that's more of an an ideal And the more you can meet, the better. So don't say, oh, I've done it four times this year and I could fly to Chicago, but I'm not going to because Wendy said four. (laughs) That's Yeah, Don't do that. More is better. But the absolute bare bones minimum would be once a year. Right. And many people are going to be going to the head office or the office where the majority of the team is situated for the occasional meeting or the occasional training event, things like that. And... When you do have to go to that location, you want to seize that opportunity, right? Make the very most of your time on site. So if you fly in maybe a day early and or, I guess, leave um, at the end of the day after your meeting ends, you'll have a full two days with your team. Right. So if the meeting is on Tuesday, you fly in Monday and then you fly out Wednesday night. So you've got the whole of Tuesday and the whole of Wednesday. And if you can, if you can get in on Monday at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, then you've got half of Monday as well. Right. And any of the meetings that 
you would normally have scheduled then for that week, um, for example, your one-on-ones, our recommendation would be to do them face-to-face that week. Even if, for example, like Wendy said, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe your regular one-on-one is actually on a Thursday. Move it. Move it so that you can have it when you're face-to-face. And also, we'd recommend um, scheduling a dinner. Have dinner with as many of your team are available. As soon as you know, you have to go, right? You want to give people a lot of notice. It's their lives. So as soon as you know that you're going to that area, to that office, you want to tell everybody, hey, guys, I'm coming on X date. Let's do dinner the night before, as opposed to waiting to the last minute, right? Right. You get there on Monday and you're like, so who wants to come to dinner? And everyone's like, well, I got like 15 things to do tonight that I can't cancel. I know. And as I know at Manager Tools, as presenters, we do that a lot of the time to the Virginia area where most of the people live. When a presenter goes out there to DC, we send out an email a couple months in advance. Hey guys, I'm going to be in the area at this time. Could anybody meet up? So that there's plenty of time for people to organize their lives and put this a priority. And it is extra time away from your family. And we're very respectful of family here and family time. And if you travel a lot, like four more days, if you're the kind of person that travels three weeks out of four uh, throughout the year, then another four days is kind of difficult to justify. Although probably if you're traveling that much, there's, there's other opportunities. But for most of us, a couple of nights, four times a year is not too much to ask of our family. We can probably get a babysitter. You know, we can probably find someone, send the kids to have a sleepover somewhere else so that one parent isn't coping with all the children. So for most of us, a couple of nights, four times a year is not too much to ask. And if you live on the other side of the world from your team and you never travel to the country where your team is actually located in for uh, those training opportunities, those types of meetings, then it is absolutely going to be harder for you to meet up. However, there are definitely those opportunities. You're going to have to look for them to find them, right? So uh, does anyone on your team travel to a nearby country to where you are so that uh, the, the two of you could meet up halfway in between? Or do they vacation near you? Or halfway between the two of you, you guys could meet up there, for example, Do you ever end up in the same city for a reason that's not home to either of you? Or are you ever crossing through the same airport at the same time? That happens to us at Manager Tools a lot. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm at Phoenix Airport. Are you? (laughs) And we just stop in and, and chat. Even if it's not a home airport, it's not home for anybody. If you're on the road and your paths cross, make an effort to meet up. I think that's one of the things people don't think about is... If I'm already traveling or if someone else is already traveling, even if they're not coming to where I am, are they coming near enough to where I am for it to be okay for me to go see them? You know, flights between two fairly close cities in the U.S. are usually quite cheap. You know, it's it's not much for me to fly from San Antonio to Dallas. It's maybe only $100. And so if uh, Sarah was coming through Dallas, then I might fly up to Dallas see her and fly straight back down again. But it would be worth it because we actually never have met in person and it would be be nice to do so. It would be nice to have a conversation. It would be nice to not be focused on work. It would be just nice, nice to just see each other. Right. Have a meal. Relax. 
A meeting doesn't need to be you visiting the office where the rest of your team sits or one of your team members sits. It doesn't need to be them coming into your office. If you break that, if you if you take away that it needs to be in the office, if you take away that constraint, it makes it a lot easier to find places where you can meet. And it doesn't either need to be a formal meeting. You could meet up with another team member over coffee or dinner. You know, if they're near you and and they've come on vacation with their children, you could, you know, take your children to Disneyland or whatever, whatever you're close to. You know, you could have a little family day out together. You could meet in an airport lounge and just chat. I've done that with Mark. We've been crossing through the same airport and we both had 20 minutes in the Admiral's Lounge and it was enough to like say hi and what's going on. I pulled out some ripped out pages from a magazine or a couple of magazines. I was like, oh, I wanted to show you this. And then he he looked in his briefcase and he was like, oh no, I've got some for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been exchanging ripped out pieces of paper, uh, ripped out articles that we both read and thought that the other one would be interested in or it was related to work or whatever. So Take away the thought that this has to be some kind of formal thing, that it has to be in a certain place, and it starts to become easier to see how you can meet up. Absolutely. And yes, the the topic of this part of our cast is at least once a year. But we want to set your goal as meeting in person with each of the members of your team four times a year. Don't set it at the very minimum. Set it at four times per year. And then look for every opportunity to accomplish your goal. At first, don't think about the costs. The cost is not the important part. The value is the important part here. So don't worry about the cost. You're going to get more value from a half an hour meeting than you would from a million instant messages. The cost doesn't matter. So if you're thinking of charging it to your company, you're going to have to be able to justify it. First, step number one is just finding the opportunity to do it at all and looking for the support of that after. It's like thinking it has to be a certain kind of meeting or it has to be in a certain place. If you take those things away and you take away cost, you start to be able to find more opportunities. So yeah, cost is going to matter. You can't do it if, you know, flying over to London four times a year is going to cost the company $8,000 and there's there's no other reason for you to be flying over yes, there. Exactly. It's going to be hard, right? But if you think about, you know, am I going to Europe? Then a flight from Paris to London is not very much. So it's it's a question of being open-minded to what possibilities there are and then seizing them. Exactly. So the next part of our cast is meeting with any team member. There may be nothing that you and another team member work on directly together. Your team might just be made up of of people who don't fit anywhere else in the organization, right? So they got clumped together underneath the same manager. That happens, but that doesn't mean that meeting up with the other people on your team won't be beneficial process. Remember that careers are based on results and relationships. And relationships don't need to be with the people who are most useful to you right now or who you're currently working on a major project with or whose job closely relates to yours. Build relationships without discrimination. More is always better. You don't know what will happen in the future and how valuable that relationship might be. You don't know who might be on a future project you're on. So build relationships 
and worry about the work coming later. Meeting up is really important because of these relationships and because it gives you a connection that email and IM and even phone calls doesn't. I used to work in a role where I worked in one location and I had an admin in another location. And every time I went to that part of the country to see a hiring manager, I would go see my admin. It was like another 40 minutes trip or something. But it really helped on the days when I was narky because she hadn't done what I wanted. You know, we we could laugh about it. And and there was just something different about seeing her environment and knowing the pressures and that she was under and her strengths and weaknesses, which I got a much better idea of from sitting next to her for a couple of hours than I ever would on our phone calls. It allows you to make the kind of small talk about family or interests or opinions that don't happen when you're on the phone or video. Like what happens when you're on the phone, I did this this morning, is you're calling with a reason. I'm calling you because I need your spreadsheet. And so what you do is you say, hi, how are you? And the other person says, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good weekend, yeah, good. Uh, I need that spreadsheet. Okay, I'll send it to you. And that's the end of the conversation because it's kind of goal-oriented So meeting up is a way that allows you to have more of that conversation, which gives you a more, a better understanding of other people. You know, knowing that a colleague has small children like you do and, you know, has nights when they're up all night, that there's a point of connection. You know, when when you say, what did you do with that spreadsheet? Like, it's all wrong. And the other person says, yeah, my two-year-old was up all night and I just am not with it. That is much more likely to happen. It's much more likely to be the conversation if you've already met up. Absolutely it is. And if it becomes the part of the conversation when you don't have a good relationship, it often can feel like excuses because we don't have a good relationship, mm-hmm. right? We don't have that relationship. So it's like, well, why are you telling me this? Are you making excuses? And that's not the case. When you have a relationship, though, you can form those common bonds, between the two of you, right? And then it's just conversation. Yeah, that's a really great point. Now, we've all seen the statistics that say that a good proportion of our communication is nonverbal. I don't know what it is, Wendy. It's something crazy. It's like 70% or something of our communication is nonverbal. And that therefore, being in person with somebody else is better. And there's more though. Now, you add to the relationship by the effort you make to meet up. So, for example, uh, if you've uh, delayed a flight or driven to a different city, right? Like Wendy said, she I had an admin, was 30 minutes away from there, but it only took a, an additional 30 minutes of time to get there. Or you've made yourself available at odd times so that somebody could meet up with you. Every time you're making allowances in your own personal comfort, You're sending a message to that other person about how much you value them, you value the relationship, and that goes above and beyond any words that you can ever say to another person. And it goes both ways. So if you're the traveler and you've made an extra effort, or if you're the person being met and you've made extra effort, you know, to be in a certain place at a certain time so that, you know, someone who's only got 20 minutes is there passing through an airport. Hiring a sitter. Yeah, exactly. You know, that really says, I value this time that we're going to get together. Absolutely. And that goes a long way into building a relationship and improving your relationship with another person improves your relationship 
with others as well. Right. So if if you meet one person in a team, it improves your relationships with the other people in the team that you did not meet. Exactly. So let's say that you're the only one on your team who works remotely. Everyone else is in the office. I, for example, say I work remotely and I work mostly with Wendy. But for whatever reason, let's say Judy is in my town or in my area and we meet up for dinner. When Judy goes back to the team and talks to Wendy, assuming that your meeting goes well, Judy's going to be a huge supporter of me, right? She's going to say, hey, Wendy, like I, I met up for dinner. I don't work a lot with Sarah, but we, we had dinner while I was in her town. And your good relationship with that person, even though they may not be directly related or, or working with you in your daily life, will benefit your relationships with all of the others as well. If Judy works with me in a single location and and I'm working mostly with Sarah, but Judy's gone to meet Sarah for dinner, when I start complaining about Sarah's work, Judy is going to say, oh, you know what? You know, there's stuff going on at home for her. She's just having an off day. Or maybe I say, yeah, Sarah's got this idea, but it's a bit, I don't know, I'm not convinced. Then Judy would be like, you know, she was really, she was really bubbly about that idea when I met her. She's really enthusiastic. I think you can go somewhere with that. It really doesn't matter who the relationship is with or who the relationship is that you're enhancing. It has a ripple effect on your relationships with other people. Absolutely, it does. You got somebody in your corner now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone to, to vouch for you. Someone, they know each other. Uh, presumably, Wendy and Judy know each other better than either of them knows me. But just having someone in my corner is beneficial to how I'm seen by everyone else on the team. Now, the last piece of the puzzle here is duration doesn't matter. So let's say that you would get maximum benefit by being able to have a full half day with your teammate followed by a lunch. That would be 100% of all of the benefit you could potentially gain from your meeting up. Now, meeting for 30 minutes when you're both passing through an airport and half of your mind is paying attention to the conversation, but the other half of your brain is listening for gate announcements so you don't miss your next flight, certainly does not provide 100% of the benefit that that half-day meeting would. However, the benefit to that 30 minutes in an airport is certainly not zero. Now, it might only be 10%, but it's still a 10% improvement in your relationship. And as we say often, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. So don't turn down a meeting that's not what you think it should be. Meet anyway. Because every meeting, every conversation, every interaction that you can have with somebody builds on that relationship. It's like, you know, don't worry about where it is. Don't worry about the cost. Don't worry about who it is. Don't worry about how long it's going to take. Just find opportunities to meet people in your team or even meet people in in other teams. If you if you're if you're remote, you know, you're working in uh, Budapest in Europe and the rest of your team works in San Francisco. 
right? But somebody comes from the customer service thing and they happen to be vacationing in Budapest. It's a wonderful place to vacation. And they say, hey, come and have a drink with me. Go have a drink with them. It's not just about your relationships with this team, right? Meeting up with someone in this team will help your relationship when you're working together. But also it's part of building a network. Now, if you want to move from Budapest to San Francisco to be on that team, one person in your corner is a great thing to have. And maybe that one person has some kind of insight on how other people moved to San Francisco from Europe. You might, you know, you don't know what information somebody has or how they can be useful. And we don't build relationships just because we want people to be useful for us. You know, there's all sorts of benefits to relationships and networks. But it's a good way of thinking about it if you're thinking, you know, it's cold tonight, I don't want to go out, really, I'll just cancel. And if it is somebody in your team, maybe you never get the chance to discuss that thing that would be really helpful for you to discuss. Right? Maybe there's, you know, some process that it would be really helpful for Judy and Sarah to talk about and they never get around to it. But it's still going to make the conversation when they actually discuss that thing, it'll still make the conversation easier. And when you know each other a little bit better, it's easier to work together. So it doesn't matter how good the technology gets. It really doesn't. Meeting in person, even just once, even for a really short amount of time, will always be a richer, more beneficial, more effective experience than the technology. Meeting face-to-face will make a positive difference to your relationship every single time. Exactly. Never turn down an opportunity to meet someone from another part of the company, you know, another location, another anything. If you have the opportunity, meet up with them, even if it's just coffee, even if you don't know how that can be useful to you. Whatever constraints you can think of, throw them away and meet up as much as you can. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more helpful guidance.